This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, Let's Talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy, and I'm still in New York City, and I am bringing you today a friend of mine, a friend I've had for many years, as a matter of fact, who has a very responsible job here in New York City. I am speaking to Mary Kay Dodson, or Mrs. Horrigan, from Bergdorf Goodman. Now, Mary Kay, uh, as I say, an old friend of mine, uh, dating back to Paramount Pictures when we made a few Bob Hope pictures, is now directoress of the custom-made department at Bergdorf Goodman. And Mary Kay has traveled to Europe several times and has just returned and can really give us a scoop on what the fashion trend for next season is going to be. Now, we're going to talk to Mary Kay in just a second. So don't forget, you should really be kind of ready with a pencil and a piece of paper in case you'd like to write to me. And I can get you some real direct answers concerning anything that you'd like to know about the next season's fashions, because I have a tie line with Mary Kay that might prove very beneficial. Mary Kay, dear, it's wonderful to see you again. Wonderful to be with you, Lucy, always, even though it's very brief at times, yeah, but we love to be with you. Do you miss uh, Paramount Pictures ever? You were quite a, a leader out there when it came to helping us with our fashions for the pictures. Do you like the New York whirl better and the London and Paris? Bit? I think it's all comparable, Lucy. I miss my friends, but I think the business life that I lead is just as exciting here as it was at Paramount. I have uh, some regards for you from Mr. Bob Hope. Delighted. You remember Fancy Pants, the fun we had on that picture? Wasn't that divine? And remember the horse riding thing we did? I that... have home movies of that, and I, they're just some of the most beautiful pictures I have in my 30,000 feet of home movies. I tell you what I would love to have you do for me today. Just give us a quick resume, if that's possible, of what the trend will be for America in the, the fashion line, something that we can understand. We don't expect to... Uh, run into our uh, small town stores and find great, beautiful Parisian outfits, and we don't even want them. We just want to know the trend. Now, what are the hemlines going to be, for instance? Brace yourself, Lucy. Shorter than ever. You're kidding. Most of them, quite a few of the houses, Koresh particularly, had them about two or three inches above the knee. Oh, no. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait just a minute. Let me explain it. Because the way he presents it, it's very attractive. How could it's it be? It's very young. He wears a short boot with it and uh, the wool socks, the uh, figured socks. And it's a very smart look because it's very tailored. But do you think that America's going to grab onto that big, long sock look and, and, and really have skirts three or four inches above the knee? Well, I don't think it's going to be a big fashion, but I think worn in the proper place, it's uh, very it, attractive. I think it's great on a campus. Right. But in the supermarket? Game? No. Please, no. You know what I like? I like the thin, straight-line coats that they're showing. Perfect. They're beautiful. I like those. And I saw I... a lot of those in Paris. Lava had a beautiful collection of them. Uh, you'll see them not only here, but in the Middle West. because Small, set-in sleeves. Small. Narrow, I mean. Narrow and very long. Mm, I like right that. Right down to the wrist. I like that. Incidentally, sleeveless dresses are out. I'm so glad. They are so passe looking that... Uh, oh, I'm so glad. I can't stand that bare arm look any longer. Put a blouse on under the dress, girls, if you don't have the fabric to put the sleeves in. Yes. Yeah. The jumper look. Now, what are the now hats? All hair. tiny? 
The hair? Oh, no. The no, hats no, no, are no. what? The, the hats are quite, quite important, very important, and they're quite large, many bowler berets in fur, all kinds of fur. Feathers? Feathers, tremendous amount of feathers. Evening uh, feathers in the hair for evening wear, and extra pieces of hair. But yes. during the day, you have the filbert nut look head. Oh. It's very close, it's very tiny, it's very short. This uh -huh. is good for hats in the daytime. Uh-huh. At evening time, you come out with all of your big extra hair pieces, and they're marvelous. They're very high and big. And do anything with them. And you can do anything with them. And, uh... Stuff, Lots of hair in the evening. Uh, ornaments in the hair. Ornaments in the hair, aigrettes, mm -hmm. feathers, uh, all, of all kinds. Well, I don't think yeah. there were many aigrettes uh, all over uh, America either, do you? No. <laughs> but the hair pieces certainly have caught on. Yes, They've, and uh, it's very important. As a matter of fact, I just got one right here. There we are. Oh, yes. How'd you get it to match your hair so beautifully? They match it. It's all hair, and they take a, uh, cuttings of your own hair, match it, sculpture it, and then very loose, big curls, and these hang down, and it sets. Oh, that Boom. is beautiful. Comes out. That's beautiful and very useful. Then the short hair, like Look that. Look at that. Yeah, right. I like that. Great for traveling, too. Yes. On these trips to Paris and London, which we're, we went to this time, you have absolutely no time for yourself. You work from Monday through Sunday for three weeks solidly. Isn't that amazing? Through Sunday they have those showings. It's not just selecting the clothes. It's finding the repeats, making sure that you have enough merchandise back here to uh, copy these dresses for our customers when they come back. We make two or three repeat. We choose two or three repeats off of each model that we buy. Uh -huh. Like, for example, we might buy five models from Balenciaga. Uh -huh. Then we must uh, make sure that we, before we leave France, that we have all the fabrics, the embroideries, the ribbons, everything that goes into that dress so that we can recreate it for our customers here in America exactly as it was shown in Paris. What a, what a job you had. It's a I remember job. you when you just rode a horse through Paramount. <laughs> and pushed a pencil on a sketchboard. Yes. Uh, you love your work, my, don't you? Adore it. Yes, it's wonderful. It's very stimulating. But it's very hectic. Very much so, particularly this week. What happens to your home life? Uh, I've managed to find time for that. Yeah, Wouldn't miss that. Yeah. That's yeah. the best. Happily married. Isn't that great? It certainly is. Well, I. what about shoes? Will open toes ever come back? Yes, as a matter of fact, they're showing open toes for evening now, but not for daytime. Still the little flat brogue for daytime in the suits, and the Cuban heel, mm -hmm. beautiful reptile shoes. Mm -hmm. Boots are very important, and the wool socks, uh, stockings are going to be very important. Well, boots have been in for some time, but kind of just the... Uh, more daring ladies wore them now. Uh, will the campuses really pick them up and it'll be... Uh... I think so, I think so, because they're very practical. It's not just a fashion. In uh, wintertime, when it's cold, they're a very yeah. practical type of thing yeah. in getting about and moving about. Hmm. Uh, Fur-lined boots are still good. And fur-lined coats, and I saw <laughs> a lot of those. I know a lot of women in this last season who uh, took their old fur coats and made linings for raincoats and ski outfits yes. and whatnot. Makes a beautiful outfit. Beautiful under poplin in all colors. Mm -hmm. Black poplin was shown for raincoat uh, this year. And rain suits, poplin rain suits were beautiful. That's the new thing, is the uh, poplin suit. 
I have difficulty going along with the Tweedy look on my television show because it uh, adds a few pounds. You know, the, the camera alone adds yes. 15, as you know. And then when you get a wide pleated skirt that's in a plaid or a heavy tweed and the square boxy coat. There's a new fabric out. It looks like tweed, but it's silk. Oh, that would be marvelous. You can make a beautiful silk suit out of these, uh, they're silk prints. All prints? Printed to look like tweed. Uh -huh. You can do anything with the silk that you can do with the wool, you know. That would be for me, because I do have to work in the uh, lightweight fabrics. You I'm see. sure you'll be seeing and it still all get the, the lines, same look. Because it's new. Well, Mary Kay, I think you've given us some marvelous tips, and I think we'll be hearing from some of our listeners, and if I have any of their questions that I can't answer, could I pass them on to you? By all means, I'd love to Thank be able you. to help them in any way, shape, or form. All right, don't forget now, this is Let's Talk to Lucy, Desi Lou Studios, Hollywood, California. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Mary Kay. Bye-bye, dear. Hi, this is Lucy, and I'm still in New York City, and I ran into a friend of mine today that I haven't seen in some time because she's been living out of the country most of the time, Miss Evelyn Keyes. Evelyn is married to Artie Shaw. Evelyn, I am delighted to see you again. You know, we don't know each other terribly well, but I know you well enough to know that I like you. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason that I like you is that you are master of your soul more than any woman that I am aware of. This is absolutely true. I have marveled at you for some time, and I'm sorry that you sort of dropped out of the Hollywood picture. I think they need you out there. Now, why did you leave us? Oh, bless you, Lucy. I don't know if that's true or not, that I'm a master of my soul. I've tried. Uh, whether I've been successful at it or not is another story. I left because I felt hemmed in. I felt that I'd gone about as far as I could go in the way of, of living, just plain living, in Hollywood, which as you well know, is like living in a, in a goldfish bowl. I think you, uh, your sets of values change. You become rather the vortex rather than being able to get out there. When I got so that I couldn't walk down the street as just one other human being, I got kind of nervous and uncomfortable about it. In other words, you never really liked it. Not that part of it. I like the acting. I like the work. If I could have lived on a sound stage all the time, it would have mm -hmm. been all right. But then, you know, night comes and you have to go out. Well, the, the, the business of living, really living, was much more important than the pretending. It bothered me. It bothered me. I just felt that I hadn't, hadn't learned enough, and I felt I wasn't going to learn any more from staying in one particular That's spot. very interesting, very interesting. I never, I never felt the need of getting away from it. I guess I always ran to the pretending side very happily. It's like playing when you're a little girl. I, I've always enjoyed it that much, and I've never run from it. It hasn't bothered me that much, and I know how to get away from it when I really want to, mm -hmm. you know? Well, you know, I don't think that running away is especially a good thing. You can spend uh, your whole lifetime in one area and really never know, know that either, you know? Where are you I'm, from? Well, I was born in Texas, but I left there when I was six months old, and I grew up in Georgia. Where's your family I, now? Uh, my mother's in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, I didn't She's know you were in the South. 
Yes, well, you can see I lost, lost my southern accent yes. a number of years ago. But you're oh, such a good actress, Evelyn. You're such a good actress that I hate to uh, see you out of the business. And are you out of the business? Do you consider yourself out of the business? Well, yes. You know, about seven and a half years ago, I met Artie Shaw in Paris. I was living there at the time. Mm -hmm. And he came through. He was on his way to Spain. He'd already found some land there and had started building a house, a verbal castle in Spain. And uh, we hit it off right away, Lucy. And I think it's great. Well, we lived in Spain for about seven years, and uh, that was it. I really never expected to come back here. We built a solid house that was going to be there long after we're gone out of stone. You really built a house? From scratch, from scratch. This, Instead of taking was, an old house? No, no, this was, a, was built out of the stone on the land. And Lucy in Spain, or in this village where we were, they do not have one piece of machinery to build a house. So when I say a handmade house, I mean a handmade house. Mm -hmm. To, for instance, to make a wall. They'll get a string and they'll hang what they call a plomo on the bottom of it. Plum in English, I guess, isn't mm -hmm. it? And that's how they raise the wall, mm -hmm. alongside the string. That's how they get a straight line. They taught me a great deal. I am not the same person I was when I went there. I have a whole new set of values. You I lived there you for could. seven years? Seven years. Do you miss it now? I'm sorry, we lived there five years, if that makes any difference. We've been back here too. Well, no, we had that experience, and Artie, uh, more so than I, felt the need of roots. He goes about looking for roots, and he felt uh, that he would find them in uh, New England. He had been, he had lived there, I guess he was. No, he was born in New York, but he lived in New Haven as a kid. And then, later on, when he got tired of the, of the music business, he had a dairy farm up there, 80 cows. Really? Yes. Uh, a that real was dairy I, farmer? Oh, yes, a working... <laughs> like, didn't you know? Hard, no, it's hard to imagine Artie Shaw as a dairy farmer. A working farm? Yeah. I mean, not a, not a plaything at all. And I, if, if you remember Artie, when he takes up something, he takes it up wholeheartedly. Yes. Yes. So he studied up on cows and breeding and milk, and it was, you know, working for him. So he always remembered this a farm with, with affection. So when we came back from Spain, that's sort of where he headed for. So he took a house up in Connecticut, the northern part of Connecticut, in another small town. Uh, so we bypassed New York entirely. So you see, I've really been living in a small town for about the past seven years. In fact, my whole life uh, with Artie. Then he felt the need to plug into the world again, so to speak, you know. But although the phone worked in, in Lakeville, Connecticut, it didn't work in Spain. Uh -huh. I mean, we were really isolated. Yes. We had a sort of an intercom between us and the village, but that was it. You, you must know. have had great communication um, between you and Artie. Yes, we did. In, in our seven years together, uh, I think we've covered about a normal 30 years of married life Why for anybody else. Because, simply, we were living there uh, off the beaten path. And you were together and so much. We were together. We were, in, I would say, in the first five years, we were never apart more than two or three hours a day. And we talked and talked. Great and talked. communication. Mm -hmm. I talk a great deal about the lack of communication within families and within the world, let's face it working establishments, whatever, schools, teachers, pupils, students, mm. the home was where it should start. And I, I intend to keep 
I'm talking about it. Mm. Uh, so I hope that it will do some good because the young people today need someone to talk to, someone to steer them right, someone to suggest where and what they should be doing. I think they feel the lack of it. This, uh, this uh, new idea that we should let our children run us is all wrong. Sheer They're, madness. It's too much responsibility to put on their shoulders. They're too young to tell us what to do and what they're going to wear and where they're going. And, and uh, I, I think it should be discussed. Well, this is one of the big differences that I noticed in Europe and here. Yes. The, the difference in the European children and the American children. It was quite startling to me when I came back. There's no such nonsense as the children taking over. The children know their place. For instance, there is very, very little juvenile delinquency in Spain. It's almost non-existent there. Now, the other thing is that even teenagers there, they are not allowed to go out alone. Mm -hmm. You see, when I first went there, I was rather horrified at that. And slowly, over the course of the five years, I changed my mind entirely. You were grateful for that. Yes, their, their lack of freedom prepared them much more for marriage. They took marriage very seriously. They got to know the future spouse, the future mm -hmm. boy or girl. Mm -hmm. They would go with them in the company of others for quite a while before they married. They, they didn't go about it uh, frivolously. Lucille, have you ever thought that how many tests you have to pass for every license except the marriage one? You want to get a a hunting license, you have to fill out a lot of questions, a driving license, you have to learn how. The only one is the marriage license that any Tom, Dick, and Harry can go and, and uh, take one out and get married. This is really the serious mistake we make in this country. Nobody's prepared. They teach you everything in school, but they don't teach you how to live with another person. That's right. Or what marriage is about. Evelyn, hold on. We have run out of time for the moment. I'm going to have to ask you to come back tomorrow. Okay? Okay. Well, this ends our little show for today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you will join us again tomorrow. Hi, this is Lucy, and again today I'm talking to my very good friend, Evelyn Keyes. Evelyn has been living in Spain for the last few years. Evelyn is married to Artie Shaw, has had a very interesting life, and I was just kind of interested in catching up with all of her activities. And yesterday we, we covered quite a bit of um, stuff that I was interested in. I hope you were. Evelyn, I wanted to ask you if you have any uh, plans of coming out our way and living in California. Oh, I'd love to visit California again. I haven't been there for... Well, we did make one trip back since we were in Spain, but that's been about four years. And it's a little scary, Lucy. It changes so. Yes. I don't know the place anymore. And you don't know some of the names that are in the columns. <laughs> and I'm out there all the time, and I don't know and, them. And you don't either. I've been in television so long, I haven't been uh, sort of keeping up with all the new talent mm. in pictures, but I'm going to make, uh, I make a picture every now and then of Bob Hope, because I love to work with Bob, and I love to work with Fred McMurray, and I'm trying to talk Fred into doing a, a picture now that is a family picture, uh -huh. which would be my preference. Yes. I don't like to make a picture just to make a picture, but I like to make a picture that has something to say in a comedic way about families, for instance. Yes. I, I guess I'm really hooked on families. Thank God I have mine. Were you always? Yes, always I'm afraid you? so. When it came time to go into television, they asked me what I wanted to do, and I had to really sit down and think, now what do I want to do? And I had to go through, in my mind, the 
type of thing that I had been doing in the past years in uh, pictures. And I found out, much to my surprise, that the things that I liked to do, and there was sort of a, a portion of several pictures that I picked out, and I found that they were all domestic scenes. Family, that's Family stuff. So I said, yeah. that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's and interesting for me because it's sort of, my story's rather the opposite, really. Really? I, well, you know, I've lived as a gypsy ever since I left Atlanta, which is a long time ago. I've really never settled down in, in, in one place. I may be sorry someday, I don't know, but but I didn't have that uh, that urge mm -hmm. to, I've to make had, a... I've uh, always had the urge to put my roots down in my business and in my oh, home. Really? I, oh. I like my little old rut, whatever it is. Oh. I've never... Um, felt that I was in competition. Uh, I found this out about myself recently, that I can play and run any race and play any game, but I don't care whether I win or not. So when people have said to me, uh, my, you have such ambition, and my, you have such drive, I guess that's the way you got there. And I, I noticed that it always sort of rubbed me the wrong way when they said it to me, mm -hmm. but I never stopped to analyze why. Mm -hmm. And I would say, well, I don't feel that I have that much ambition and, and certainly not that much drive. I get the job done, but I am without the, uh, the drive to, I've got to win. Mm. Now, the fact that I perhaps have done something successfully doesn't mean that I have won. I'm not the biggest and I'm not the best and I never have been, but this never bothered me. Mm. I'm delighted to be a part of a business that I loved and I had a very well-paid apprenticeship. You know, I was mm. paid to learn something I that I adored. Yes. Under contract with yeah. a lot of interesting people. Right. Yeah, the we fun part. Uh, yeah. I talked to Barbara Streisand uh, the other day. She's a very young girl to be so talented. Extraordinary. It's really and scary, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. And I tried to find out uh, why. You know, she seems when she sings a song to have lived so much and mm. suffered or enjoyed. Well, you know, she she couldn't have in her young life. You know, I've. I think that people reach maturity at different ages. I don't think it and has some, to do with age. Some people never reach it. Never. Isn't that awful? Yes. And some are just able to experience uh, emotions and are, are more sensitive somehow to what's going on around them at, at an earlier age. She must be one of them. I'm True. sure of it yeah. because she certainly uh, has a real wonderful common sense and a direction of her own that is enviable. She knows what she wants and then she has a paradox that she throws at you and she says but I never finish anything mm. have you ever done a Broadway show no I've done summer stock once so I went out once and uh, I'm a camera uh -huh. what are you uh, going you to what are your future plans well I listen, we just moved back into New York and uh, as I as I told you earlier I really didn't have any plans ever to, to work again but you get the bug when you're in the big city you mm -hmm. see, everybody's running around, everybody's doing something. And what do you I, think you'll do? Well, right now, you know, I'm uh, Arlene Francis has a, a radio show. Yes, God and, love her. Uh, but she's out in a play. So I happened to mention, gee, I was getting restless, getting the urge to work again, to uh, Arlene. And she said, oh, you're just the one I'm looking for. Why don't you help me out for five weeks uh, while I'm out on the road? So I plunged right into that. That's as far as I've gotten in plans. Yeah, this is all new to me. Do you find it difficult to interview people? I think it's kind of fun. I've been terribly fortunate with the people. They were all chatterers. 
I, uh, I catch coming. up on my friend's activities, you see, just yes, like I'm course. very interested in what yeah. you're telling me because I don't know when we would get together if it hadn't been for That's this. That's right. It's a marvelous way. And I take my, uh, this radio interview business right with me wherever I go. And, and I mean that. Mm. I take it from the studio home because people drop over and I say, hey, could I talk to you on uh, yeah. my radio show for a few moments? I got a wonderful uh, interview with Josh Logan and he's such an interesting man. And uh, Head Hopper drops over all the time and I can keep up on all the news. And I think that uh, meeting the people and just talking the way we have talked today should be interesting. I'm hoping that they will write me letters and tell me if they approve of our little conversations, if they're getting an insight to some of the people that they didn't have before. Hey, I have an idea for you. What? You were deploring the fact that there was not enough conversation in homes. Yes. Now, with you and your little recording machine, you see, you sit down here, and we talk much more than we would otherwise yeah. if that little machine were going. Perhaps that should be done in homes, for instance. It makes you aware of talking. It makes you aware of what you're saying. I think you have a very good idea. I think people should start talking in front of a microphone. Yes. I know my children love it. Yeah. I have converted one of the garages into a little theater and I have a tape recorder out there for them and a microphone and they just love getting their things on tape and are talking they, to each other. Are they theater inclined? I well, mean, do they think anything they're going to be performers? Anything uh, that they're interested in, I uh, approve of enough to get a teacher for. I mean, if they like singing, I get a singing mm -hmm. teacher. If they want to fool around with the guitar, I get them some instruction right away. Little Desi is a drummer mm -hmm. and Lucy is a dancer and she sings, both of them sing. But uh, anything, sports or anything that they show an interest in, we But get you wait until they show the interest. Mm -hmm. Right, yes. Well, of course, yeah. being around the business, they have shown an interest from mm -hmm. the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, they really don't know what they want to be. I think little Desi has already decided that he wants to be in the business, but he's not sure which end mm -hmm. yet. But he's mm -hmm. only 11. Mm -hmm. And Lucy is very talented, and she hasn't said much of anything. She went from... When she was young, she was going to be a fireman, and he was going to be an Indian. You know, and then they go, they want to be a teacher, and they want yeah. to be a mommy, and they want to be a musician, and a, well, that's a nun, and all this. So That's we'll only see. natural. Yeah. But parents often push their kids into things because the parents wanted to, I only to be the... I only push their enthusiasm. Right. It would seem to me that's the only thing to do. Yeah. You'd make a good mother. I don't know if I'd have enough patience. It takes a great deal of patience, doesn't it? Particularly when they're younger. Well, I don't know. I, I never thought of it as patience. When they're your own, you don't call it patience. You just want to find time to spend as much time as you can because you love them so much. I've loved today, Evelyn, and uh, I want to thank you very much for yesterday and oh, today. It's been a marvelous pleasure for me, Lucy. Great seeing you. Give Artie my love. I will. Goodbye, dear. Bye. Thanks for being with us today, ladies and gentlemen. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.